Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beer Review Journal, a beer podcast for the discerning imbibist. I'm your friendly neighborhood bartender, McKenneth Blue. And I am mad about town, Matt Knotts. How are you, McKenneth? You know, I am uh, having a pretty okay evening. We just uh, put the kids to bed, um, you know, read them some of their uh, their favorite kids books. Um, uh, you know, Amelia is just wild uh, about these uh, these these animal books by this guy, uh, Michael Buxton. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like it's like scaredy cat, cautious chameleon, which really could be like general anxiety chameleon because um, he just doesn't like standing out. Um, so on every page, he's like blending in with the background until the end when he decides to be brave, because that's what people with anxiety need is just to sack up. And, yeah. uh, you know, no, that, that, that's <laughs> what I found in my life is, yeah, no, I, I'm pretty much that for the first 24 pages of that book. The 25th page has never happened in 42 years. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's uh, there's Grumpy Tortoise. And I, I take issue with that one because like on page one, he's he's got the big mean mug. But then on page two, he's like smirking already. I feel like the smirk needs to happen at least page four. Yeah, no, that's a that's a third act development. If he's going to be grumpy tortoise, so yeah. we're talking about Chekhov's um, tortoise here, right? Yeah, uh, a grumpy tortoise uh, in the first act needs to be shot. <laughs> needs just full stop. Needs to be made into soup by the third. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, what have we got going on tonight, Matt? Uh, we have a friend with us. We have a guest. Oh hey. shit! That's who this third person yeah. is. Yeah, I thought we just had an audience. No, we're we're, we're upping the beard quotient by one. Um, it's our our good friend, host of Caleb versus Self. It's BRJ versus Caleb. Welcome to the show, my friend. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hopefully, the uh, brews I have brought for you guys to serve are uh, are appropriate. We'll see. Well, we, we, uh, we've certainly never tried them, um, and as I always say, we will have anyone on the show who offers to bring us beer and for free. So. <laughs> uh, I think I checked that box, so yeah, I meet the minimum requirements. We yes. are the worst at booking guests. It's terrible. Are you willing to buy <laughs> us beer? Okay, you can be on. <laughs> Jesus. Well, it got me here, so <laughs> I'm not going to complain about your shitty standards. <laughs> Hey, at least they're not as shitty as that one person that you were telling me about the other day. It was like, yeah, I'll do your show. It's $150 per hour. Yep. Absolutely. And I was like, oh, well, call me when it's not a charge. (laughs) 
call me when you're just happy to like be, uh, you know, talked to and learned more about and well, people it, who listen to my show might want to reach out to you. I, that's the only time that's happened because really the premise of the show is pretty straightforward. Like my whole goal is to do a deep dive, find out more about you and get people who listen to learn more about you and get interested in whatever it is that you're doing. So, and I do pretty deep dives. I mean, typically there's always one or two questions that somebody goes, Oh wow. Either I've never thought about that or I forgot all about that. And, um, just to have somebody be like, yeah, I'll charge you for it is, I don't know. Maybe I'm a choosy beggar. Who knows? But that seems to be a little much for me. No, and dude, you're a Marin ass Marin. Like you're you're doing great things over there on Caleb versus Self, and anyone who's listening to this should definitely check it out for sure. I appreciate that, buddy. Yeah. How about we crack into this first one? What's this one? Let's do it. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, so. Uh, I don't know. Let me let me ask uh, let me ask somebody. Hey, hey, uh, Dieter, can you come here for a second? Uh, yes. Um, hey, hey, Dieter, it's uh. Um, we're, we're just trying to figure out, uh, how, how do we, pro- Oh, you want to know how to pronounce the name of this beer? Yeah. Um, that is a, an Erdinger Weissbrow. Oh, okay. Thanks, Dieter. Okay. See you later. Bye. It disturbs me that he just lives in your office now. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to sublet my closet to him. So I mean, it's somewhat convenient though. Yeah, the 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 sauerkraut fart smell though. I was gonna say it's it's gotta be very oniony in there at this point. There's it's earthy. I think yeah. is the the adjective we want to use, right? It's it's become a very earthy office. It, it has. Um, let, let's see if we can make it more so. We're gonna we're gonna crack this one open, uh, grip it and rip it. And. Oh, that was beautiful. We never go for like the three way. I cannot believe. I mean, I'm always trying for it, but you know, <laughs> I just never get any pleasure. You know what I like about this show? We never leave the the high up fruit. We always go for the low hanging stuff, and that's what I appreciate about it. So while we're pouring, I will read the uh, the copy. Now, this is not on the can because it's a lot of words for a can. The can's in fucking German. I, I could pretend and say I just know German, but I don't. Every sip leaves you wanting more. The Erdinger Weiss beer with fine yeast is a crowning glory of traditional Bavarian brewing skills. It allows its top fermenting specialty to mature in the bottle in the traditional manner, just like champagne. This wheat beer from Erding offers more than sparkling refreshment. It gives a true taste of Bavaria. So what do you think, boys? Well, I'm... I'm very much looking forward to trying it. I'm just waiting for the head to settle a little bit because otherwise you guys will laugh at my beer mustache. Hard German beer. Just got to drink through the fuzz. Well, I'm a bit more of a savage. I'm just out of the can over here. I'm about halfway through and it's, um, it's not terrible. It's certainly a little more unique, um, as far as like lighter beers go. Yeah. Um, yeah, like what, what sort of uh, what sort of beers are you normally rocking, Caleb? Like th- this is something that we've never really gotten into, like in our uh, meat space conversations. Sure. Um, typically, I mean, I'm just like every other average white guy with glasses and a beard. You know, an IPA is certainly, you know, I'm not going to say no to that. Uh, but out here where I live now, hanging out with some of the boys, it's uh, typically Jenny or Jenny Light. And we just crush 30 racks until until it's time to go shoot guns or something. I don't know, or ride a cow. 
<laughs> this sounds great, actually. I, I don't I don't see a problem with that at all. That sounds awesome. It's a lot of fun. Last time somebody threatened or somebody said I wouldn't shoot him. So they went and took a piss by a tree and I shot him in the ass while he was taking a piss by. To be fair, it was a BB gun, but <laughs> definitely okay. well, left yeah, a that, bruise. That story definitely improved at the you, end. You want to <laughs> clarify because, yeah, statute's probably not up on that if it's not a BB gun. And also some of the places that <laughs> that I've been to around here where we're drinking and, and guns also mixed, like, I don't know, some of my friends that might not have been a BB gun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been in uh, when I was serving. Uh, we I've seen people shot with uh, rock salt sh- uh, shotgun shells. Oh, those shit. are Jesus. those look rough. Yeah. So no, this is just your standard, you know, Daisy Red Rider pump BB gun type of thing. Uh, I pumped yeah. it until my arms were about to fall off, and then shot him in an ass cheek. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've I've I I, I own two guns. Uh, which may be the thing that surprises Matt. Um, no, not no, really. But you've told me that before, so that's that's. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. But uh, one of them is a Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> hey, that's I feel like pretty standard in most American households. You know, some type of pellet gun, air gun, BB gun, something of that nature, and then of course your standard shotgun, twelve gauge type. Uh, you know. See, I, I had a uh, a pretty nice. Uh, 12 gauge shotgun, but I sold it to my friend Jack and, uh, I just have my 30 out six, uh, what is that? No, no, it's got a, a magazine, like a four round magazine on it. It's not a, I, for a second there, I was like, is that the bolt action one or no? Um, but yeah, no, it's semi-automatic. Nice. Nice. I mean, it's, it's fun to go shoot, you know, it is. Um, it's just, it's as long as you're being safe about it, which I just told yeah. you I was drinking heavily shooting, which is not safe. So I do not recommend <laughs> no. that for anybody, but, uh, it certainly is a fun time if you don't, you know, catch someone's kneecap or something. Yeah. No, my, my friends and I were always very safe with it. And like one time I, uh, a couple of my friends had gotten AK 47s right after it was legal to get them in this state. Um, and, you know, we were all sort of like, you know, having beers and, and just shooting at cans and stuff. And, uh, you know, I was standing about seven or eight feet off to the right of somebody else. And I backed up like half a foot. And one of my friends was like, no, nah, dude, it's fucking you don't do that. Yeah. Firing like, line, dog. Yeah. Well, I'm, I was not in the military. I only did like <laughs> rifle shooting in Boy Scouts. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, they, they smacked my hand very quickly when I, you know, took a step back. I'm here to tell you, there was a firing line in Boy Scouts too, my friend. (laughs) It was much easier to observe there because it was rifle, the rifle merit badge, and I was seated. It was was right ahead of the little cushion that they left that some kid pissed all over the last time they were there. That's why they're using it at the rifle range. I know. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm not saying I I didn't. I feel like I took a shot in the dark on this one. I think you nailed it, my friend. I, I didn't know what the hell it is, but yeah, it's it's got some nice uh, fruity uh, notes to it. It feels very earthy to me. Yeah, it's um like like it was actually made with Bavarian soil a little bit. That's that's a thing that happens with German beer a lot of the time is that their their hops are super like minerally earthy and herbal you don't get a lot of the fruit out of the german stuff it just kind of hits you over the head with that like 
you know, the like you said, the earthy tones. That, that terroir. Yeah. Uh-huh. Aha. No, this uh, is German, dude. That's French. I know that's French and it's a wine thing, but you know, it's, um, I, I, I know you're saying like, you don't normally get like fruity stuff, but I'm getting a lot of like lemon zest on this. I think if you were to liken it to an American beer, it would probably be something like a, a blue moon, but it's got, yeah. it's got more, more lemon than it's orange. got more zazz to it. I think it's got a little bit more flavor. It's a yeah. little bit more interesting than a, a blue moon would be. Yeah. It's got a nice, um, I wouldn't say it's like full bodied, but it's a nice like medium body to it. Yeah. Here's what I'll tell you. you: you have one of these, you throw a chicken speedy on the grill, you're gonna have yourself a nice night. Excuse me, a what on the grill? Chicken speedy? You know chicken speedies, right? No, I don't so know like chicken a speedy. Speedies. Really? Okay. Like a uh, how about a chicken kebab? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Speedy is like a marinade from central New York. It's like a weird, it's, it's like a a combination Greek Italian dressing kind of thing. You know, when you marinate chicken breast in in Italian dressing, very similar to that. Uh, Huh? Yeah. Next time you're at your, never heard of that. Next time you're at the grocery store. I've heard of chicken riggies from central New York. Yeah. So this is like when, when you don't want to eat pasta anymore and you're going to hang out outside, you dump a bunch of this shit all over your chicken, leave it in the fridge for 24 hours, throw it on the grill, and you have yourself a good time. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, a speedy place in Webster uh, for a couple of years that uh, Jess and her mom liked quite a bit, but it is gone now. So, I, you know, it was very good. bring that up apropos of nothing. Yeah. I mean, you're not building the greatest case for this thing, but... <laughs> Well, listen, it's like it's a central New York thing. Like, you know, when I was at Oswego, they tried to open up a, a trash plate place and like everybody from Rochester went and checked it out. But then it closed after like six months because nobody from downstate or, you know, capital region went to it. I'm sorry, you put meat hot sauce directly on pasta salad? What the hell's wrong with you? I imagine that's typically yeah. the response I get when I talk to anybody about a trash plate or garbage plate or whatever you want to call that it. It's just like, what do you mean all the food's touching? <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. Get that shit out of here. Yeah. What you want to do is cut everything up real small and then stir it together so it looks like barf and then it tastes the best. Oh, yeah. I did that with a Charlie's plate a couple nights ago. Mm, God damn. So here's the real question, though, is what do you put on your garbage plate? Matt, you can go All first. Right. So so I grew up on the west side. I had to go to Steve T's, which means you had to know your your plate order immediately. So you yeah, have to step up. It would be... Or you would get screamed at instantly. Oh, yeah. But the guy that had the, the fuck you tattoo on, on his bottom lip, you, you grew up out there. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. You get destroyed by that guy. So you had to step up and it was, <laughs> it was cheeseburg plate, home fries, mac salad, everything but onion. Okay. All right. McGinnis? So, uh, cheeseburg, extra cheese, mac and cheese, home fry, ketchup, mustard, hot sauce. Mac and cheese? Mac and cheese? You can get mac and cheese at Charlie's in Webster, and it's fucking amazing. Goddamn Eastsiders. Get all the nice shit. I don't know. That's, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's too bougie. I feel like that's too fancy. <laughs> Well, I also didn't mention that I get extra cheese on it. Um, 
Jesus. Goddamn, dude. Like Charlie's Charlie's uh, plates are fucking fantastic. As, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I am concerned and the uh, garbage plates of Rochester <laughs> Instagram account are concerned, Charlie's has the best plate in town. Okay. Well, I'll, I don't know if I've had a Charlie's plate, but Uh-oh. I'm with Matt. I'm a Stevie T's garbage um, plate. Everything. Mac salad, home fried, cheeseburg. And when I say everything for people who don't know, that's meat, hot sauce, onion, and mustard. Yep. Yeah. See, what what's nice about uh, a, a Charlie's plate is they're, they use like a, a seasoned home fry. So it's almost like, you know, curly fry type seasoning, but on their, uh, on their home fries. It's okay. very nice. I mean, <clears throat> I can see that. You know who did a pretty, uh, you want to talk about a bougie one? Roarbox did a bougie one. Where it was like, it was sweet potato uh, home fry. The mac salad was just outrageous. And just the beefiest patties on there. And the meat hot sauce was actually not terrible. So it it, it definitely felt like very out of place for such a nice, like, or at least for me, it's a nice restaurant. No, I would agree. But it was pretty good, all things considered. The one on Buffalo Road, that's a nice spot. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, right, McKenna? <laughs> yeah, I just had to burp and <laughs> well, I'll be honest, and we have guests. Part, the first time you've heard of the reason for yourself in a year and a half, so mm-hmm. <laughs> part of the reason why I chose this beer though, uh, is that it's bigger than the other beers. Well played. <laughs> not gonna lie. Well that w- that was a factor. It is I don't there's not even a unit of measurement on the can unless I'm just too dumb to find it. Uh that that's a yeah. pint. Ah, it is. Yeah. I fully support the pint can. I feel yeah. like that's that's kind of the best move. I'm, I'm kind of... It, it's probably just that I'm a degenerate at this point, but I'm like, a 12-ounce can? Really? But... They look petite to me now. They do. It, it's like that picture of Andre the Giant holding the Molson can. That's all I can think of every <laughs> time I pick up a 12-ounce can anymore. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> I do have one question that I do have to clear up. So on one of your recent episodes, McKenneth, yeah. you made a claim that I couldn't tell if it was real or fake. And that is, is do you have your son's name unintentionally <laughs> tattooed on your backside, my guy? I couldn't tell if that was real or fake. <laughs> uh, what, what's your uh, What's your cell phone number? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i deleted the picture oh i call cat it, it's 100 percent true is it really <laughs> yes i would not joke about such things yeah. well That's with your bullshit. demeanor my guy sometimes it's hit and miss sometimes i'm like sometimes i'll talk to you and i'll walk away and i'll be like mm, i can't tell no, see, here's the thing. Um, so <laughs> Matt and I talked about that on the episode, and I was looking for the picture on uh, on my computer, and I could not find it. Um, so I took a new picture of it to send to him. No, I never got it. <laughs> and then I noticed that there were some moles on my butt that I don't remember being there. <laughs> and I was like... Oh shit! Do I have skin cancer? <laughs> so yeah, to your doctor How was that instead? conversation with your doctor. 
you know, I, I actually, uh, uh, my son had gotten like a, a rash on his leg uh, when, um, like in that first week of warm weather that we had. And then it just sort of stayed around for a long time and didn't get any better or worse. So we, we took him to see a dermatologist. And for the last visit, as it was getting better, like I kind of wanted to be just like, so now that you've looked at him, can you can you check out like should I be worried <laughs> but then I figured you know nah Kenneth in a pediatrician office with his drawers hanging down just hey doc <laughs> actually she wasn't a pedi- pediatric dermatologist it was like a regular dermatologist but uh, yeah, that, yeah that's two separate copays I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's, that was my thought Trying uh, to get two for one there. Hey, Doc. It it made me think about like tattoos and like how I'm sure there's so many people that have tattoos that they regret. I know I do. It's certainly not some guy's name on my butt, but I mean, I feel like that's that's definitely up there on the tattoo regretting echelon. Although I don't know that you regret it. I shouldn't put those. Oh no, I I don't regret it in the slightest. (laughs) I. I'm personally just enjoying the fact that now Benjamin, the eye has an umlaut over it. I'm pretty excited about that whole thing. <laughs> no, no. All of the all of the moles are towards the bottom where the guy did some like scroll work. <laughs> Is that an accent a goo? No, I just had a garbage plate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Now I'm trying to figure out how to get this. <laughs> You're on video now, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not dropping trow in them. Like it's a very tastefully cropped uh, photograph. If you didn't know it was vision. my butt, you wouldn't know it was my butt. <laughs> I just had this vision of McKenna's wife just like walked in and he's standing on his chair, just ass cheeks in the air, <laughs> trying to point it at a webcam. <laughs> it's right here, guys. Can you see it? Just screaming. It's for the pot. <laughs> Don't judge me. It's for the podcast and also tips. Oh God! Uh, speaking of, uh, Lunchador now has an OnlyFans. Yeah. You can see McKenneth Blue at any time. McKenneth Extra Blue at that point. Right, right. Oh man. So how's everybody doing with that uh, vice beer? Oh, I was done like. Pretty quick, my guy. Oh, Sorry. sweet. So Caleb Caleb goes at my pace. Sorry, I, I, I was, <laughs> I, I'm late for my shift as the registered nurse, so I'll uh, let me take care of this. I mean, to oh. be fair, I don't, I don't, I normally don't drink it that quickly, but I was, uh, I was just doing some yard work, cutting down some 35, 40 foot pine trees. So put in some good uh, two, two, three hours of cutting shit down, and uh, I'm quite parched. So. I, That's why it went down so quickly. I'm normal. I, if I had to guess, I'm probably somewhere in between your speed and Matt's speed, to be fair. Okay. I'll bet that went down smooth after working outside, though. That'd be kind of refreshing. Oh, yeah, sure did. Sure did. It went and, down smooth you know, in general. It was, it was like, it was a lot lighter than I thought it would be, to be honest. With you. I thought it was going to be more, like, closer to, I was actually thinking it would be closer to, like, Shock Top in, like, power of flavor. Yeah. But it was way more mellow, and and to be honest, I 
I kind of digged it. I'd, I'd dig that a lot. I'd pick up a six pack of that. Yeah, I feel like that was very much a matte beer. I, I could be wrong. Can confirm. I, I'm favoring it. I feel like that's a. I'm good with one for one so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, dude. I mean, you'd have to work pretty hard to have picked like the worst beer we've ever had on the show. Like, I'm trying to decide. There was one time that we, my wife and I, had gotten this blueberry bulldog beer, Eesh. and it just tasted like drinking liquid jam. Yeah, that was pretty rough. That's probably the roughest like beer. I don't even know if you could call it a beer, but. I guess technically it was it had alcohol in it, but it just tasted like drinking liquid jam. See, I don't know some of those those uh, smoothie sours. Yeah. I, I like them a lot, but you know if it's not a sour beer, I feel like that would be a bit much. The sour beer I can get behind, but this was like sweet, like unnecessarily sweet. You know, schmearing off levels of yeah. sweetness, yeah. and that's just instant hangover headache. I don't know how you guys are, but for me, with that much sugar, it's. I'm checking out quick. Now, for me, about the only thing that I wake up feeling like dog shit uh, after anymore is um, like beers with galaxy hops in them. Um, so I've I've just got to be careful. I actually I went to uh, Stoneyard uh, over my weekend with uh, with the family after we did my my son's one year uh, photos. Um, <laughs> like the owner was tending the bar or one of the owners, I should say was tending the bar. And, you know, I started out with like a strawberry shortcake sour and that was really good. Mm. Um, and then I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, Oh, a, a double dry hopped double IPA. That is sounds fucking fantastic. So I asked him like, does this have galaxy hops in it? It's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> Who else should know? <laughs> you own the fucking place. Yeah, it is. I grew it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, but, you know. There's a brewmaster somewhere that's in charge of that blue. It struck me as funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just yell, hey, Oz, is there a galaxy in this? And hope he hears you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was there was that, and then, like, you know, they had the four packs of stuff in the uh, the cooler. And I asked them, like, hey, you know, we're, we're interested in, you know, a couple of different ones. Can we, like, break up a four pack? And do you do that ever? And he's like... Uh, we don't normally do that, but, uh, you know, just don't tell anybody. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't want you to get in trouble with the owner. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if this guy really was the owner or if he was just trying to say that he was, because these definitely aren't owner answers, if you will. Right. It was what? One I'm sure he was. One o'clock in the afternoon oh, on those... a Monday? <laughs> um, yes, actually. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it, but yeah, no, that was just some guy. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure he was. He and he took very good care of us. It was Could a great time. Barber. We were we were like the only people in the place right until we were leaving. Nice. That's how. That's how. That's West Side, right? Uh, yeah, that's out in Brockport. Okay. I don't think I've ever actually been there. You should. Uh, yeah, go check it out. It's a nice location. It's right on the Erie Canal. Um, good beers, pretty damn good food. Yeah. All right. I had a nice smash burger with uh, Bill Gray's hot sauce on it. It was fantastic. There you go. Very think good about, price. Think about hoppy beers, though. You're talking about those galaxy hops, and I know, Matt, we were talking about it before. 
just the heartburn that you get sometimes afterwards. Holy Jesus. They will wreck your guts. <laughs> I, I, I don't run into that problem and it's, it's the galaxy hops just gives me a migraine the next day. So I'm, you know, incapacitated and puking, um, for about eight hours. <laughs> so I get yeah. the, uh, and man, I know we were talking about this again, not to just reiterate it, but this is like DiGiorno pizza level heartburn that I'll get sometimes <laughs> from like certain super hoppy beers. Like there's, uh, what is it? The Voodoo, the Ranger Extra IPA, Voodoo, some shit like oh, that. Man, that's that's kind of yeah. The, uh, the, 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 <laughs> that's one of the ones that I will pick up at the gas station. The uh, the the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. That's it's it. like two for six. Yes. Tastes like rubbing alcohol. I was gonna say you might as well just drink. And for it some reason, I keep drinking it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, but this is the thing. Like I play Overwatch better when I've caught a buzz <laughs> like you're not going to do much better than you know uh, a pint and a half of that a couple of those uh you know for six bucks at like nine percent i think that one is i mean if you're good with that the next year when i come back on i'm bringing four locos next time my guy yeah, i was gonna say it's, oh, it's christ gonna be reserve <laughs> night on, on the brj right. <laughs> We'll get to it eventually, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I did, well, I did have let's, the uh, idea of for our our one year anniversary, we just bring on the, the Lunchador crew and do Edward Forty Hands or a Power Hour for an hour. I think that would be a fun time. <laughs> I, I feel like, oh god, I think that's a good anniversary celebration. I'll have to Possibly. specifically duct tape my hands to these forties, though. <laughs> we got to go all out. You can't fuck around and play games. You got to commit to the bit. Okay. Yeah, th- this is true. That is a man who grew up Closest on the canal. Ever- <laughs> that is- there was a lot of Edward Forty Hands happening in, in Cayuga Hall of uh, SUNY Oswego when I was a freshman. <laughs> but, like, I never had money to buy 40s. So, like, I ended up just, like, borrowing a couple of beers, uh, like a couple Keystone Light 12 can- 12-ounce cans and had somebody to duct tape them to my hands. <laughs> I was that guy. We used to play a game when I was in. We would all buy a bottle of Bacardi and a bottle uh, and a two-liter bottle of Sprite. You'd have to dump out half the Sprite and then fill up the Bacardi in the Sprite bottle, and that was your drink for the night. You had to you had to finish it. Those are some rough nights. Not gonna lie. Just gonna say it. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> Just a chorus and latrines of everybody barfing. Is that what that was? No, we were gentlemen. We went directly outside. Nicely done. <laughs> very proud of you thank you for your service <laughs> a bunch of degens just insane alcoholics like i don't know i i know i told this on on uh, another podcast but for for your listeners i remember specifically going to reception when getting to basic training and watching people drinking hand sanitizer to get over their shakes oh shit like we're talking that level of detoxing and degenerate garbage when i first got (laughs) so i mean like if you die from like the dts in basic like do you still get like a purple heart no i mean a lot of your organs are purple they call that that a medical discharge (laughs) (laughs) why would you (sighs) 
I feel like Matt's more disappointed in me for asking that question. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, I, I say that as the, the proud grandson of a World War II veteran uh, and, and, and multi-Purple multi Heart recipient. So <laughs> that means nothing. <laughs> I, I, my grandpa. Look, you got you got to call a spade a spade when you see it, and when you see that level of bullshit, you know. Yeah. It just it is what it is, you know. Very true. Very true. So we should probably hit the bar, boys. Yeah. I suppose so. yeah. Let's do it. Uh, oh wait, I I could do a thing while we do that. If anybody needs to recycle or rinse a glass or go get their can or. I, I think I'm pretty good with I, I don't know that I necessarily need to rinse this out okay cool so uh, the next one I'll just say it uh, bottoms up boys is community beer works Buffalo New York the whale brown ale 5.9% alcohol I'll read this one if you don't mind absolutely have that the Whale is a smooth yet complex beer, packed with flavor, yet easy to drink. We layer distinctive English brown malt and two types of chocolate malts to create aromas and flavors of coffee, chocolate, and surprisingly deep roast. Ooh, you're a Cheers, boy. boys. Cheers. Yo, I'm going to rock it Caleb style. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. That's not as that's not as heavy as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. No, that's got a nice nutty aroma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, that's almost like a Guinness. Yeah, I can see that. It's heading toward the the porter area of a beer. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, I feel like when you say that, <laughs> that's just your way of saying like, "The fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> No, I have never had conversations with others about. Never mind. <laughs> no, it, it's got that um, sort of, uh, you know, burnt coffee, but not in a bad way yeah. uh, thing that, that Guinness has got. It's very smooth yeah. with a, a little bit of uh, a nutty thing going on. Like I said, I'm not mad at that. This is very nice. This is nice and smooth. One of my favorite things when I took that that brewing class from from Dan Western, who used to be over at Lost Borough, um, he he had the the racks full of different malts. So he'd just grab a handful and then gave you a couple to chew on to get an idea of what everything tasted like. Sure. And he grabbed a couple of those malts that, that Caleb was talking about there, the, the couple of different chocolate malts. And when you bite into them, that's exactly what the... <laughs> Sorry, wrong bite. Right. Moment that one, was yep, there? Yep, I'm good. All right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, when you chew on them, you get that same kind of, like, astringency and, and burnt kind of pleasantly burnt flavor when, when you when you kind of crunch down into them. So, yeah, malts are fun. It has, like, a, it has like a, um, a, a hint of, like, that uh, that melted chocolate kind of feel, like, like off the end of the s'more, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah and I, I think that, that what I was 
sort of going for was was that maltiness uh, that that you're talking about there. It's, it it is a malted uh, sort of toasted, nutty, chocolatey thing. It's it's very nice. Yeah, it's toasted is probably the best. Like, I don't think that's an adjective, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Word. word toasted is, is kind of where 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 it's at yeah i like it i feel like that's a safe two for two i'm not gonna lie to you boys you yeah, know i feel like you nailed it knocked it right out of the old park there and uh it's a short know, I, park I, but it's out of the park yeah <laughs> it, it's it's one of those uh you know elementary school uh <laughs> baseball diamonds the t is set permanently up at uh, home base all right, let's not go too far. I did okay. <laughs> not, Jesus Christ. on the guy. Man. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I've said this many times. I'm, I'm always meanest to the people I love the most. So, you know. Wait, you like, mean to me I just drop kick my kids down the stairs <laughs> because I love yeah. them. <laughs> I hope you put them in the laundry basket first. That's the most fun. Yeah. then you can pretend it's bobsledding. <laughs> yeah, here, for here, sure. Kid, it's called the skeleton. <laughs> Stop crying. I'm getting you ready for the luge. Oh, feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's Bob's a dive. Yeah, then you just give him a, a Spartan kick in the back of the, the shoulder blades and off you go. I don't know. I like it ultimately. It's 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 a lot better than I thought it would be. I honestly I I was questioning both of them. But I figured, uh, based on the list that, that McKenneth, you sent me, I was hoping to kind of get into a little more territory that you guys maybe haven't done as much of. No, definitely you have. Um, we have not done uh, a, 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 a Weiss beer or, or a, a brown ale yet. Weiss beer. Um, so I'm I'm very happy with the selections that you've made. You're welcome back any old time. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Even though, what was Matt's choice of Mortal Kombat character? Uh, Scorpion. Fucking guy. Jesus. Well, what are we gonna do? There's only there's only two <laughs> characters in Mortal Kombat. There, there's 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 the what? There's it's the fire guy and the ice guy. There's only the two of them in there. What was it? Was your thing Tekken then? Is that what you played? Uh, yeah. Were you king in Tekken? <laughs> Is that what you were? No, I, I was, I was, I was, I was Heihachi, and in, in, was that that's Tekken, right? <laughs> the old, the, the old drunken master guy. He's fun. <laughs> I was always, uh, I played Eddie Bravo a lot. Oh, Eddie Bravo rule. Got to get that capoeira in, bro. Yeah, man. Or no, is that Eddie? Yeah, you're right. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. McKenna, did you ever do Tekken? I never did Tekken. Um, like I had a, a, a pro, uh, what's what a demo for it on like a, a, a disc, um, like Tekken three, I want to say. Um, but I was like, I don't know. I grew up on street fighter two and mortal Kombat for the most part. See, I was, um, I was we, a little later than you guys. So I feel like the games are slightly different. Slightly. Yeah. But like, I don't know, uh, we had a 32 X. Uh, so I played a lot of Virtua fighter four on, on that. Um, but, uh, I don't know, like the most that I played, uh, all the time was like street fighter two special championship edition and street fighter two turbo on the Genesis. Um, 
I always loved Mortal Kombat, but I didn't really get into it until actually like the PS4 era uh, with like Mortal Kombat um, 2011, Mortal Kombat X, Mortal Kombat 11. Wait a minute. Um, so you came in what? on the end of the franchise and you're dunking on me? <laughs> no, I've played it all along, but like I didn't like it wasn't a I have to, you know, keep watching for good deals on these games because I need them uh, sort of thing until more recently. Like is, I, is your favorite character it. one of the DLC characters? Do you just like playing as Jason? Is he a, a, a Mortal Kombat character for you? No, I actually play as uh, Scorpion most of the time. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Although, uh, I'm actually, like, my favorite old school, like, first three games characters, Reptile. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little late. A little. I was a little bit later. Like, the first console I had was the original PlayStation. So it was, like, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Tony Hawk, the original Tony Hawk. And, again, it was the Toys R Us demo disc. Yeah, man. Where you had, like, one level but of, like, five or six different games. Spyro is another, uh, mm-hmm. another one that we played a ton. I remember that exact disc. Um, Dude, I'm pretty sure like most of America had that Toys R Us demo disc yeah. for PlayStation. Play the shit out of that Tony Hawk level. I had a I had one game and I forget what it's called to this day, but it was a Star Wars version of Street Fighter or Tekken. <gasps> oh, uh, that would be Star Wars Masters of yeah. Terrorcosti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. I did it's, have a demo for that. Uh, I, I was a PlayStation Magazine subscriber, uh, so okay. it was like every month new demo of disc. Hundred percent. Um, <laughs> like. Um, other than the uh, like, oh, there there was like a snowmobile game, and the demo like uh, it, it had, you know, part of the soundtrack on it. Uh, obviously, because it was a, a game demo. Blah. Eh. Anyway, uh, one of the songs was <laughs> like a remix of Dragula by Rob Zombie. Okay, it was fucking awesome. I mainly <laughs> played that demo all the time just to hear this remixed version of Dragula. <laughs> See, this is an era of video games I really enjoyed. I didn't expect to talk about this, but this is the thing that really made me laugh is that once Tony Hawk kind of hit it big, then they just tried to go around in every extreme sport and find whoever the name was and just put out because yeah. Dave Beer Dave BMX. Mira, yeah. That was my fucking jam, dude. That game was fucking great. <laughs> Way better than BMX Triple X. I, I don't even know what that was. That was the BMX game where you could unlock basically Girls Gone Wild videos. Oh, yeah, no, that sounds like dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and you could create uh, topless female BMX bikers. It, it sounds like it's, huh. it's a lot in the same genre of the ICP backyard wrestling video game that was out there, too. That was a lot of dog shit. Yeah, probably. But yeah, they always. See, I never had that. I, I grew up in a Christian household, so the closest I ever had was Hot Shots Golf. Mm. The it does get spicy. Absurd upper body of females for each golfer. <laughs> There's no way you're swinging that putter. Get the fuck out of here. See, that's that's why I was gonna say the the fighting game we played the most of was in in my 20s. We got the Xbox 360 and we were playing uh, Dead or Alive, whichever it was, three or four. I don't know if you're familiar with, yeah, with the DOA franchise, but there is actually a, a not a, super. There's a physics slider in there. For real really? leches, yeah, boob boob jiggle physics. Yeah. That, that's what that's for. 
so if you crank them all the way up, it's like they don't pay attention to earth physics at all. And it's just like, you ever see the movie Spies Like Us where they put them in the, the, probably not. You guys are both too young. They put them in the centrifuge and uh, and spin them around. That's basically what, what would be happening in the. The, the chest area of every female fighter in DOA. It was just like things spinning like roulette wheels while you were trying to fight. It was ridiculous. And that's DOA. From I, I can't say I'm familiar with any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if somebody's industrious, we'll put a, a link to a DOA video for, for on YouTube for our, our show notes, but <laughs> fuck it. Everybody no, has I was, Google. Um, right. <laughs> I want YouTube to tell me to change their algorithm based on that video. That sounds like a good fucking idea right there. Mm-hmm. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explain that the next time you pop that up on the Roku in the living room. <laughs> yeah. My YouTube account does not go on the living room Roku. Yeah. <laughs> pop that up. See, mine mine does on the, uh, the Apple TV. So, like... It, it's a real weird mix of like, uh, you know, vocabulary videos uh, and and Sesame Street clips because my kids. Right. But then also like the Dateline interview with Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> with Jeffrey Dahmer and his dad. <laughs> Uh, maybe it wasn't Dateline. It, what was the one that uh, uh, that dumb fucking asshole is on? Is it Inside Edition with uh, Bill the, the, the fuck it will do it live thing? Yeah, the Inside Edition interview, the one where and that's where the cannibalism and that's when the cannibalism started. Counts yeah. From. yeah. The, the famous line from the last podcast on the left intro. Which yeah. There's a podcast to listen to if you haven't started already. Not on the Lunchador Network, but still a lot of fun. If you like true crime stuff, hey, maybe we can get them. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can all sign with them. They've got money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh man, they are so big that they did a, a Doom podcast, and it ended up being like the third biggest podcast in in the world for like three weeks. That's a very good podcast. I, I am still listening to that one. I could. I am not. I obviously have to check this out. I could never make head or tail of Dune. And, and it kind of helps. So, wait, Dune as in D U N E, the movie? The, the books and movie, and yeah. Well, I thought you were talking about Doom. No. Like the video. No, I'm sure game. they could do a, a Doom podcast and, and make it very good, but the, the Dune one is, is very good. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah, shockingly, like, because those books are. are <laughs> If I'm being polite, impenetrable most of the time, right? Like, or am I just dumb? You can tell me if I'm uh, dumb. If we're talking the first book, you're just kind of dumb. Yeah. I mean, as it goes, it gets pretty arcane. Yes. We've had this conversation. Yeah. The first first Dune book is a fucking masterpiece. Um, I got about a quarter of the way into the second book, and I was just like, fuck this. This sucks. It's it, like I said, it's impenetrable. Um, but that first one, it, it, it's like the, the first Matrix movie. It, it's it's perfect. They should have just stopped there. <laughs> but then they minute, decided to continue wait on. Wait the fuck a minute. <laughs> yeah, you didn't like okay. the cave scene of everyone dancing to techno music? Specifically, no. <laughs> 
How dare you? <laughs> How dare I? Listen, um, so uh, on a previous episode, we talked about um, me picking up St. Anger uh, on a trip to Dublin, Georgia for my grandmother's funeral and and my grandmother's funeral not being the worst thing that happened to me that weekend. Um, <laughs> Shit's about to get dark, isn't it? I, I also oh, happened to go see the last Matrix movie <laughs> on that same trip. <laughs> So, yeah, there were two things uh, worse than my grandmother's funeral that weekend. That is arguably the most cursed trip I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Matrix uh, Revolutions, uh, Saint Anger by Metallica, and my grandmother's funeral. I mean, the CGI work wasn't that bad. No. Some of it holds up. The cloth. Uh, does not conform to any sort of uh, physics or or light reflection. It's got uh, DOA physics. Yeah. <laughs> but the the first Matrix man is just such a masterpiece, and it it, it like it had the perfect ending that that uh, Neo walking out of the the phone booth with uh, Rage Against the Machine blaring. And then like rocketing up into the sky like he's fucking Superman. God yeah. damn it, man. That movie is mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. I went to see the second one at the midnight showing at Tinseltown. And it got to the scene with the architect. And at that point, it was probably pert near two o'clock in the morning. And everybody was just like kind of not super stoked about the movie to that point. And then it just got to that bizarreness with, with the architect and you could just feel the whole crowd on mask go, actually, fuck this. There's gotta be something else we can be doing right now. And it was just, (laughs) I've never felt an entire crowd turn on a movie like that one. Yeah. My, my favorite part about that scene is the uh, parody that Will Ferrell did for the MTV movie awards that year. I don't know if I remember that. I mean, and they just they they replaced the architect with Will Ferrell dressed up like the architect okay. in that scene. So basically, you got and to. it's just yeah, essentially, pretty much spot on. You've got it, um, but it's just him like throwing air go in, in every five seconds <laughs> and getting more and more angry that Neo's not getting it, and just like by the end of it, he's just shouting like air go. The best thing that I've heard or seen about that, aside from the fact that the first movie is, in fact, as good as you say, is the film theories where uh, they make the case for Agent Smith actually being the one. Yeah, that's pretty good. I just heard some another podcast where somebody was talking about that. I can't remember what it was, though. It listen, they make a good fucking case for Agent Smith actually being the one. Cause after the first movie, he's now separated from I don't know, the network, I guess, as a whole, and he's actually the one that fucks everything up because he can turn everybody into copies of himself. Yeah. So on and so forth. And then, you know, Keanu Reeves or Neo is like Jesus Christ and all the symbolism and blah 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 blah. They make a pretty good case though for it. In that case for Agent Smith being the one kind of saves the last two movies for me, I guess. Minus the sweaty techno underground cave dancing thing. I could see that. Hey, we're going to get a fourth one sometime this year, aren't we? 
Just let it die. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was Mimosas. Oh, was it? Was the podcast oh. I was listening to. Yes. Hey, shout out to them. Yeah. Yeah. Mimosas with my besties on the Lunch Door Podcast Our Network. sibling podcast. Yes. Yes, it was the uh, the Oops All Siblings episode. Man, that's that's triple the Murphy and that's triple the fun. Those are three of my favorite Agreed. people on the planet. I went to a wrestling show with Tim Murphy once and the the wrestler got thrown out of the ring and he was laying there and he's like, oh, I need something to drink. I need something to drink. I need something to drink. So Tim reached across and handed him his beer and the wrestler slapped the beer out of his hand and went, I'm straight edge. <laughs> it was the most heel move I've ever seen and it was hysterical. <laughs> Who was it? CM Punk? It was a guy that wrestles out of <laughs> Rochester, actually. His name's Maddock. And oh, yeah, okay. he uh I mean he was the, the heel in the match. He's he's usually kind of a pretty huge asshole. I think it's pronounced Matwicks. That's a whole like other world that I'm so unfamiliar with, and that's so surprising. There's so much depth there just with the whole like wrestling scene. Yeah, but 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 now we're edging into uh, interstate wrestling podcast territory. Also on the lunch door network. Hey, um, if you've got some time, good shit. <laughs> it's just remarkable, you know. I mean, I went on my podcast when when Matt came on. We talked briefly. Actually, this was after the podcast. I think I can't remember. Anyway, Matt sent me you know video YouTube video or had me look one up, and and here comes a guy off a freaking basketball court like the rim on the basketball harp in some fucking middle school gymnasium fucking going ape shit and launching himself into a crowd of people. But the depth of like how far that stuff goes is still remarkable to me. I had no idea it went like that deep. Like I obviously everyone knows, you know, WWE or all that bullshit, but the, 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 in, I got, I don't know. Is it indie wrestling? Is that how you would describe it, Matt? Yeah, no, I was going to say, as soon as there's a, a show locally, we'll have to all get tickets and go because I think everybody would have a really good time. There's a dude locally that used to wrestle for WWE and ECW that kind of, I don't know if he runs it or is a big part of it, Colin Delaney, and he's he's fantastic and he brings a lot of people in because everybody loves Colin. He's a good dude. Um, so we get a lot of interesting people on our, our shows um, and it's a blast. Maddock is one of the guys that shows up on all those shows. Hmm. Um, Dan, he's just, he's hysterical. He's got a terrible Batman tattoo. It's, it, it's good, bad tattoo spotting, if nothing else. Um, it, it's everyone's got one. It's true. Most wrestlers have more than one. Um, <laughs> there's a dude, not to digress into wrestling completely. Um, but if you can, I'm going to challenge everybody listening and 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 on the the show right now. Do me a favor. Go to Google and Google this phrase. It's Icarus back tattoo. Google that and then click on images, and then okay. the second one top left. The one that says pro wrestler Icarus on Reddit. Yes. Do me a favor and click on that. That looks very unfinished. It's been like that for about 10 years, if not longer. 
Listen, I can't shit on the guy. I have a boombox tattoo that hasn't been done in like <laughs> eight fucking years. <laughs> it's on the side of my rib cage, and there's no fucking knobs or any of the things that you think a boombox should have. Nice. So it's just a, it's just like a refrigerator box on on your ribs. <laughs> well, it's a little. I mean, it's got the circles for the speakers. Don't dunk on me that hard, Matt. <laughs> Fucker. But those that that's you just call it abstract now. That's the hip thing. That that you're cool now again. But Ooh, my wife gets yeah. so mad about that. She's like, "You paid for a whole tattoo and you didn't even fucking get the whole thing." I'm like, "I will someday." Eight years later, <laughs> still haven't done shit with it. I got a tattoo that's so bad I can't even talk about it on the show. It's nowhere unmentionable. Hey, me too. But yeah, I, I got a tattoo with an X once, and yeah, it's more the story after with the X than it is the tattoo. Although the tattoo is pretty shitty as well. Oh, one of these days offline, we get that fucking story out of you, oh, Matt. Oh, yeah. It, it's one I like to tell <laughs> in meat space after a beer or two. It's one I'll usually tell. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the thing with Icarus, by the way, going back to that whole story, is that oh, sure. when he was a bad guy, um, he'd come out and he'd have, like, a, a track jacket on. Um, and then as soon as he took the track jacket off, everyone would scream and boo at how bad the tattoo is on his back. And uh, when he became a good guy, they had to make him wrestle in basically a singlet so it wasn't visible because it's so bad that it, it infuriates the crowd to that extent. <laughs> it's a very bad tattoo. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't look necessarily bad. It's just unfinished. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the the figure in the middle there. And I'm wondering, like, what middle schooler designed this on their uh, their composition notebook? You know what gets me about it every time? I mean, if you think that's a bad tattoo, you should spend some time around some military bases, my guy, because there are some rough fucking ones out there. <laughs> oh, to me, no, that's I know. like, oh, you could finish that. Like, you could, you know, you can, yeah. you can do something with that. Yeah. I-, I used to be friends with a kid who got a tattoo from somebody who was learning how to tattoo. <laughs> That's a 50-50 proposition, usually. Yeah, it didn't go his way. So yeah, now he walks around 80, with 20. like a... It's like a weird, um, like... It's supposed to be a compass with like the... Uh, like... Okay, so where, you know, you would normally have like, you know, the needle and the, the four points of the compass. Like, yeah, familiar. Like that circle is just... It, it's like the globe. Um, and then there's like some scroll work around the outside of it. But like, I don't know what they were doing, but like everything just kind of bled into a big blob right away. It sounds very ambitious mm. for somebody who's just learning how to do this. You think? For sure. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. But, 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 but that dude's dog shit anyway. So <laughs> I'm glad he's got that fucking tattoo. Fuck him. Um, well, that's why I say I could go 50-50 because my brother, who, who is a bit of a, a tattoo collector, I think has only gotten tattoos from one person. And and he got his first tattoo from her got just after high school, and he's consistently gone to Kara this entire time. And he's, you know, he's got his sleeve, he's got a chest piece, and you can kind of see the evolution of Kara's work from, you know, age 20 to 
you know, mid thirties. It's pretty, and it's, it's kind of an amazing evolution. He's got really good tattoos. Um, Hmm. But yeah, yeah I, I never realized it. Like I've got four, I, yeah, four tattoos. I, I, I've only been tattooed by three people, I think, maybe four. I'm trying to, I got two at the same shop, yeah. but I don't remember if it was the same person. Every one of mine's been different. People. I don't ever remember. I walk in and I go, well, it looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that one. <laughs> the one in the book. I got the I got the boombox on my rib cage, and I've got a Celtic cross on my left like chest area, and then on my back I have an old high school nickname with some cross sabers. Awesome, terrible, terrible stuff. Awesome. <laughs> hey, I don't speaking know of awesome. terrible, speaking of terrible, terrible stuff. <laughs> boom! Shot through the heart, and you're to blame, darling. You give me a bad name. I love it. It's my favorite bit. So, so Caleb, uh, you give beers a bad name is a podcast within a podcast where we talk about all the people in uh, the world of craft beer that that fucked up. <laughs> and this week, we are traveling from the great state of New York all the way to Frederick, Maryland. Beautiful Frederick, Maryland. Now, yeah. Now, now, boys, when when I. When I talk about Maryland, does anything in particular come to mind? Crabs. <laughs> you are burning up. <laughs> you are you are on fire, sir. Like in, in the game of hot and cold. Um. Yeah. So I, I, w- I was going for Old Bay seasoning, mm-hmm. which okay. they they fucking love in in Maryland. They sure and do. Uh, let's see here. Um, so what overhyped celery salt bullshit did they try to push on people? Uh, so the one and only, uh, the one and only old Bay beer in existence, dead rise old Bay Goza created by Maryland's flying dog brewery is back for its 2021 season. Great. Yeah. Flying dogs. Are they the ones that do like the Ralph Steadman kind of art on their cans? Bottles? Um, it always reminds me of uh, like Fear and Loathing. Yeah. Is that uh, Ralph Steadman? Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, for, for those uh, not familiar with Old Bay seasoning, that is celery, salt, black pepper, crushed red pepper flakes, pe- paprika, and uh, many other spices. Um, Possibly laurel leaves, mustard, salt, cardamom, cloves, and ginger. Um, no, flag on the play. I'm going to call horseshit. That stuff is just celery salt. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's very red in color. Would that be uh, celery salt? It's going to be celery salt and paprika. That's paprika. Paprika. Yeah. So, it, yeah, um, that sounds disgusting to me. A, a salty, spicy beer. You know what? <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Don't you fucking dare! I, I'm gonna. I. I'm not going to drink it. I'm not going to drink it. I'm not going to drink it. I, I don't think anybody should. I'm not going to drink it. But what I will say is there is such a thing as a Michelada, and this isn't that far away from a Michelada. Right? Do we, okay. we know Micheladas, so, right? It's it's basically, you know, Clamato juice and a Budweiser. 
right? You <laughs> put some tiny around you the can. Swear at me. No, that that's a real thing. Like if you go to you know go to a gas station every now and then, you'll you'll be able to find a, a Bud Light, uh, Michelada or Chilada. You get some tyene, put it around the rim. That's some good drinking. Uh-uh. It sounds like the only good reason to use this beer from what is it, Flying Dog? Yeah, yeah. Is to dump a shitload of it into a giant pot and cook your fucking crabs in it. That's that is exactly what I was gonna say. Like, this is not a beer for drinking. This is a beer for boiling crabs in. This is a beer for boiling your your sea cockroaches in. Um, like, all right, sea cockroach. I feel like is a little aggressive. Uh, fucking no, they're they're giant bugs. Um, out, yeah. Doesn't mean they're not delicious. They're tasty. With some old bay and lemon, right? But I will I will posit you this, boys. How much is a, a canister of old bay seasoning or a sack of old bay seasoning? However, they decide to to portion it out and sell it to us. How much would you say that oh, is? Haven't the foggiest. Oh, like, uh, five bucks. Five bucks. I gotta look it up. Ten bucks a sack, maybe if you're doing a, a crab boil. How much do you suppose a, a, a twelve pack of Natty Bow is going to be? Because I'm willing to bet that if you add those two things together, they're going to come in cheaper than this dead rise fucking celery salt bullshit. So I'm, I'm going to posit to you that even to cook, all you're doing is playing yourself by buying this beer. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the artwork is kind of cool. Um, it, it definitely plays off of the uh, the Old Bay uh, canister, uh, you know, the yellow and blue with a little bit of red thrown in there. And, and it's got a, a neat Ralph Steadman crab. Yeah. Oh, th- there's a reason it looks like it is Ralph Steadman artwork, Matt. Because it is. Because it's Ralph Steadman. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. A, a case of Natty Bow, a thirty pack of Natty Bow, goes about twenty two dollars. Reason I'm saying Natty Bow is that's the 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 home brew of our our good friends in Baltimore. Um, Caleb, how'd you make out on the uh, the Old Bay pricing? I didn't. All right. So I'm going to find out. So if I buy like one of those big ass canisters, like you see uh, on the shelves of, of restaurants and stuff, eight bucks for that. So we're $30 all yep. in for, for a good crab boil, right? It is three sixty nine at Target. And well, okay. You can get seven and a half pounds for 30 bucks or you can get 24 ounces for eight bucks. All right. All right. Uh, the the three sixty nine I was quoting was for a six ounce can, and for a six pack of the Flying Dog, Old Bay Summer Summer Dead Dead Cockroach Ale, it's eleven dollars a six pack. <laughs> Wait, what point are you trying to prove here? So, I, actually, you know what? I think you break even, don't you? Yeah, I guess Depending so. On how much I, water I, I haven't you been used. I haven't been paying any attention to the math. <laughs> so it's this is falling apart quickly. It's, it's forty four dollars. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw it out there for everybody. It's forty four dollars if you're going to use the flying dog to cook in, or it's thirty dollars to use the the natty bow and your 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 uh, rat poison, the, the old bay. Um, 
So yeah, I, I think even well, that. Is it rat poison? I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're saying it's rat poison if you put it in a beer. Right. If you cook with it or boil with it, it's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I, I just don't like celery salt is really what it boils down to. Oh, that's your beef? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I just don't. You know what? In a beer, I get it. You're trying to be like fucking cool and shit, but I feel like you've got some better options there than to use Old Bay as your flavoring, if you will, in a in a brew. Yes, this this, this is uh, what we on the uh, the BRJ call a stunt beer. Indeed, <laughs> they're just they're just doing this because uh, they they get press on uh, the fullpint.com, uh, which is where I got that story from. Um, I still have the spiced beet sour in my basement. Oh Christ, Martin House. <laughs> yeah, they also did the, the the ranch beer and the chicken wing beer. Yeah, I can't dunk on what them too hard. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it sounds like the guy that you're in contact with is very nice. A, a friend of mine is is a, a brewer down at this brewery down in uh, Fort Worth. Um, so they make good stuff. I mean, they made a killer IPA. They, but they also do kind of weird stunty stuff. Like they did a buffalo wing sour with hot sauce, and then they uh, they also did a ranch flavor sour. So you could have your your buffalo wing beer and your ranch flavor beer because fucking heathens, it's blue cheese anyway. Why don't I just eat a Sour Patch Kid and squeeze ranch in my fucking mouth on my own? Uh, (laughs) I mean, I think the point here for a lot of these, and correct me if I'm wrong, is probably just to like play with ingredients that you never get to play with and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that ultimately, you know, Kind of like how Goodyear designs tires for the fucking spaceships when they come back. Like, I'm sure you learn one or two things that you can probably apply to my fucking GMC terrain. But ultimately, like, that sounds like a relatively useless beer once you've once you've brewed it and actually put it in a bottle. Yeah. Doesn't sound appetizing at all. People show up and buy that shit. No, yeah, well, yeah, because it's good for your social media to be like, oh, look at me, I tried this dumb shit beer. And it's it's good for the social media of the breweries to be like, hey, we brewed this dumb shit beer. Um, and, yeah. and it gets your name in the in the trades. Uh, so people are, are thinking about your beer. But like I said, you know, one of the last times we did this bit, it's like... <laughs> You're just coming across like that kid in the lunchroom who would, you know, be paid five dollars for the, the the lunch tray mix up. Like, you know, you, you, you scramble up your chicken nuggets and some chocolate milk and it's like, oh, give me five bucks to eat it. There's nothing wrong with that kid. It's entrepreneurship <laughs> and it's the first thing you learn as a, in, a, in a capitalist society in elementary school. If you can't sell lemonade, you eat the shit that everybody else dumps in the lunchroom tray. I'll do you one better. I hit a homie when we were deployed. <clears throat> Somebody was sick on deployment, and they took a cap off of a water bottle and spit the greenest loogie you've Ugh. ever seen in your life in it. And he got paid $3 to put that in his mouth and consume it. He just sucked that back like an oyster? Like nobody's business and just stared at the guy like this and went, Give me my money. Like, bro, it's $3. Chill. So how bad was the cold that he got three days later? 
He uh, he's dead now. Was very well known to have like an iron stomach. Would gut his pinch. I don't know if you guys know what that is. No, please. please ex- okay, so uh, when you use chewing tobacco, okay. most people ah, dig it out of their uh, lip and throw yeah. it out. This man would just swallow it, fiberglass and all, just yeah, that's straight down the hatch. That's fucking gnarly. So. You meet some very unique, interesting people on these type of journeys. I mean, it's no different than like, you know, going to college. You get exposed to different people for the first time. Um, Although the IQ level tends to be slightly different. So, so Caleb, I have one question about that guy. Um, Okay. Which which state is he representing in the House of Representatives this year? He's a yinzer. (laughs) Gotcha. And for uh, those of uh, you who know, you know. Yeah. Now, now the whole story makes sense. Now I get the big picture. I get that. Listen, no, I, I, I figured he had a very successful uh, chain of uh, soft serve uh, frozen yogurt restaurants. He uh, he came to my wedding, and the story and and our wedding was very like my wife and I had been married for what almost two years before we officially had like our wedding. We were already married, so no pressure on us. We didn't give a fuck. It was more for our families just to get together, have fun, drink beer, whatever. Um, And my father-in-law was like, hey, you know, you need someone to do a speech, and it can't be you, Caleb. Like, it's got to be somebody else. My buddy was there, and he was like, oh, I'll do it. The story he chose to go in front of all my family and her family was the time that I got poison ivy all over my freaking cock and balls and asshole. (laughs) And he was like, I'm such good friends with Caleb that I stared right there into his asshole and let him know that he had poison ivy. And then he's the type of guy that would laugh like this. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty scared the living fuck out of everyone that was there. And the only three people laughing were me, my wife, and him. You know what? I'm going to say that's a successful wedding speech. I, I think that rules. No, that's pretty I'll great. I'll never forget that laugh. Oh, that's so good. Just the most ridiculous sounding thing ever. That's so good. I mean, uh, I, I don't know how we could possibly top that uh, for the rest of the show. So I, I feel like now is as good a time as any to 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 just bail on the whole bit. Hey, yeah. if I may, I appreciate you guys letting me come, have a couple of drinks with you boys, bring a couple of beers that were kind of shots in the dark. Uh, I appreciate you letting me kind of, you know, interrupt your whole flow here. Uh, hopefully, if anyone's listening at this point, you guys check out the Lunch It Or Podcast Network. You got a whole host of fucking crazy, awesome people that are just trying to have fun doing all sorts of shit. Yeah, and... and- most of all, check out Caleb versus self. That's questionable at best, but oh, I appreciate man. it, Matt. <laughs> no, please do. Uh, if you are interested in hearing about a, a dude who surfs on one of the Great Lakes, listen to Caleb versus self. If you want to find out more about uh, uh, drone piloting, uh, listen to Caleb versus self. If you want to hear about uh, – you know the the creative process and and uh, being a, a, a YouTuber and and 
content creator for for decades. Uh, listen to Caleb versus Self. It's a great show. Yeah, it, it's it's my favorite thing that that you don't have one specific niche. I think it's kind of great that that you're taking that shotgun approach where you're just like, I'm going to find some interesting people and, and interview them and find out what makes them tick. I think that's, it's great. You know, you, you find folks that, that don't normally have that kind of spotlight shined on them and, and you kind of bring out some really cool stuff about them. So I, I really dig it. I, I, I highly recommend the show. So I, yeah, I appreciate sure. that. I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's hard to, uh, nail it down with anything right to your point there Matt there's not really a niche there's not really a thing um I just try to spend time finding some some wild people um hopefully here soon we'll have a few more folks uh a guy who does Godzilla artwork uh another lady who runs a foundation out in the midwest for um getting uh, young ladies a little more confidence, which I don't know about you guys, but I know I have two girls and it's, I don't know what I'm doing. I love them to death, but fucking a, I need some help there. You know what I mean? Um, but I appreciate you guys letting me to, you know, pander here a little bit. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. And I'm hoping this is my official shout out to McKenna. I'm hoping at some point to be able to pick McKenna's brain uh, with a lot of the stuff that he does at this point. Cause I've already abused Matt at this point with, you know, See now, I, 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 I was gonna, I was gonna play the 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 sympathy card and be like, oh man, you know, uh, try and hear not be uh, too offended that Matt's been on the show and not me. <laughs> it's a little yeah. more, it's a little easier with Matt. So like a lot of what I do, I try to do some research, I try to do some background stuff on people so that I can ask some pretty, like not questions that I think other people would like, but more questions that the person I'm talking to would like not as easy, as easy with a guy like you blue. No, this is, yeah. I mean like this guy, a lot of the stuff that I've done just doesn't exist on the internet anymore. I'm finding like I, I searched an internet archive for like the web comic I did in college. It just doesn't fucking exist anymore. It's very there, hard to find. There are people out there, and I, I'm getting in touch with one uh, particular individual who is extremely good at uh, internet research. Let's put it that way. She t she literally told me the score of my exam when I applied to be a Monroe County Sheriff like five years ago, and I was like, "How the holy shit, fuck, did you find it?" She also found how fast I ran a 10k when I was a junior in high school. And I was like, okay, this is getting a little creepy, but I could use someone with your talents. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, Quantico. I, I don't want her to look into me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I did all that without even paying for anything. And I was like, holy crap. She's hoping to leverage that uh, that talent here and be able to do a little more of a deep dive. Although if I find some embarrassing shit, Blue, I promise I won't. I won't put you on blast for it unless it's hysterical. I mean... Like the tattoo well, on enough. your ass. I, I was going to say, he's already gone in on the tattoo on his ass. I'm not sure how much more... I, you know what? I don't think I want to answer that question. I think we'll leave that unasked. <laughs> yeah, no, this this whole episode, I've been staring at uh, my phone with the, uh, the delivered tag uh, <laughs> in my text message with Matt, waiting for it to, to switch over to red. <laughs> Oh my lord. Oh, there we go. Oh my lord. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a real thing. 
I don't. Oh shit, that's hilarious. I, I don't know if this is gonna work. Uh, it went away. No freaking way. It has hearts. Absolutely. Bro. If I'm not mistaken, I do see a few ass hairs. So good for you, buddy. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I also agree. You should see a doctor. Um. <laughs> I don't know. They're all symmetrical. Uh, so I, I think I'm okay. Um, but uh, like this is the part of the show where we. For me, I just feel like <laughs> someone took a toothbrush with shit and just like sprayed it uh, on you. <laughs> I feel like the punchline to all this is. Three weeks from now, McKenna, I had to have a chunk of my ass pulled out. So now, now it just reads Ben. <laughs> Hopefully, it just reads man. <laughs> uh, so this is the part of the show where we encourage you to check out our social media. Uh, we are at Beer Reviewed JNL on uh, Twitter, at Beer Reviewed Journal on Instagram. Uh, he's at Dreaded Matt. I'm at McKenneth Blue on both of those. Caleb is uh, Caleb versus Self on all of those, if I am not mistaken. You are not. Excellent. And that's like the word versus, like V-E-R-S-U-S. Yes. So. You know, you can't be lazy and just go VS. It's it's Caleb versus self. I tried to do that and then I fucked it up and I realized how stupid I am. So spell it out, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also want to thank Erling for the use of their song. I feel good is the intro and outro of our show. And as always, from all of us here at the Beer Review Journal, try everything, including Roush beers. I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. Cheerio!